Hello, hello, hello! My name is Stuart Ross from Comeback Kid, and you are listening to Rocket from Russia with my friend Tim on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, my hometown, well, not really, British Columbia, Canada. You listen to the radio station CITR on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is great. Life is great, a radio station is great, and music is great as well. We just heard a song by a legendary hardcore band from Winnipeg, uh, that's in Manitoba. They're called Comeback Kid. 
and that was a song called The Concept Says uh, from the album called Symptoms and Cures. And it's all very, very logical that I played their song on uh, to open up the show because I will play you an interview which I've done with Comeback Kid uh, a while ago. It's actually been... Um, a little bit less than a month, but um, but now it's finally I can play this interview. Uh, so what happened on uh, in in January? Comeback Kid played a show in Vancouver, and it was not a part of a tour. They were in Vancouver doing pre-production and writing songs for their brand new record, which will be recorded in Vancouver as well. So they decided to play a local show in Vancouver, just one off night, and um, pretty much like they say in the interview, to make sure that we cover our uh, flights uh, from all over the place where the guys live uh, to Vancouver. Uh, so they played a great show, it was full, it was great, because they're a pretty big band in Canada, but they played at the Cobalt, at a relatively small venue, and the energy was outstanding. So before they, uh, the um, the show, I got a chance to talk to Stu and Andrew. Stu plays uh, guitar and Andrew plays uh, in terms of singing. And we talked a lot. So let's do that. Let's hear uh, a few parts of my conversation with Andrew and Stu. And this is the first uh, part of this conversation where the guys explained what they are doing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You listen to Rocket from Russia. My name is Russian Tim and I'm playing you some uh, parts of my conversation with Andrew and Stu from Comeback Kid. Thank you so much for finding time to, uh, to talk to me. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and welcome back home. Thank you very much. Thank you. Could you please tell why Vancouver got so lucky and we got a chance to see Comeback Kid playing pretty much a local show? Oh, well, well, Stu, this fucking Edmonton transplant to Vancouver, he's become this Vancouver hero of sorts no i'm just joking uh <laughs> but no no uh Stu, uh he's kind of booking at this venue the cobalt and uh we're here writing a record uh we're gonna record it in uh vancouver in march so we all just kind of like flew out to have like a few writing sessions and Stu books here so he's like let's do a show mm -hmm. so that maybe we can pay for some of the plane tickets exactly. <laughs> this is pretty much <laughs> uh, but this is pretty much pre-production so you're working on songs a uh, batch of songs for the uh, to record a to new record, record in March yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know I gonna still record here? you said you're still gonna record here in yeah yeah is it gonna be rain city record rain city yeah I know that you guys, like you said, you work pre-production, so you bring the songs ready to the studio. So if you will be working with uh, Rain City Records, what are you looking from them as uh, producers? Really, I just think that uh, the, the guy that's going to be recording us, his name's Stu McKillop. He's, uh, he's just a buddy of ours and like really like close with the guys here in Vancouver more so than me, but uh, I've known him for years and we've worked with him before and he's, I think it's just going to be like, what we need is a very like relaxed, chill situation to come into with recording and um, the guy that did our last record actually, uh, his name's Kyle Black, he's from LA, he's going to be coming up and like helping us with the drums and then uh, we'll mix it with him out in LA. So we were trying to like just kind of get the both, best of both worlds and just feel comfortable and like, we know how to like record our guitars and exactly. vocals yeah. and stuff you it, know it was one of those things where it's like comeback kid you know has this extensive catalog and has their own sound so it was like you know we're fully capable of like exploring different and new sort of avenues when we're writing and stuff we don't really need someone to be like well this is what you should sound like you know so we don't really need a producer in that sense but it's good to have you know someone like Stu who's got a great ear and then Kyle's going to come in and hear all the material as well and check it out and then we'll just kind of just kind of team up and all work together yeah and for you like being with him with Stu 
and you've decayed. Yeah. It'll be very, very like it's a home-like atmosphere in the studio. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's just for for recording for us. I think we just want to feel relaxed and uh, um, and I, we just want to be like really. And I get the vibe. I've never worked with Stu before, really, <laughs> but I get the vibe that he's very efficient and we're not going to be wasting time. And that's uh, just true. That's uh, that. That's half the battle. Sometimes is. Uh, the wasted time at the expense at the expensive studios too, you know. In the interviews, you guys said that uh, Symptoms and Curse was more like a punk melodic melodic sounding record, and then Dainong turned out a little bit heavier than maybe you expected mm-hmm. to. Uh, this batch of songs, do you already have the feel what it's gonna be? Because every Comeback Kid uh, album was different, yeah. starting with, with lineup changes with everything else. So, how do you feel this uh, batch of so- uh, songs? I think this one's very very different as well. It's gonna be like a lot of like. Punk stuff as well, but then the heavy stuff is really in there. There's a lot of kind of thrash metal style stuff, but like we've kind of always had that like underlying element too. I don't know, like right now it's just like we're kind of looking at the songs. We're like, okay, we have a lot of this kind of song. We need to write more of those kind of like. <laughs> I'm always just ab- yeah. about like just the variety in a record. You know what I mean? You just want to write different kinds of songs and throw throw it at the wall. And if it, you know, like yesterday I brought a song to the space and. I thought I'd been thinking about it for about a, week, a month or something, and then kind of we played it, and like, oh, it's kind of weird, but we'll kind of fuck around with it, and we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then yeah, some yeah. just like hit right away. You're like, oh yeah, that's it. And that's the same. Yeah. When you go to studio, there are like, you know, there are a few approaches. Like you said, you bring the ready songs to the studio. Uh, but there's like Beatles approach, which I like. They used to bring 50 songs to the stu- to the not songs, 50 songs ideas to the studio, and then they pick the best, let's say 10, and mm-hmm. that those because like really filtering out the garbage, mm-hmm. and then like how do you do? How do how many songs ideas do you bring? Do you already know those songs because you do a lot of pre-production? How does it work for you? For me personally, like being involved in writing with bands and things, this is at least at this stage for Comeback Kid. Like, we already have a lot of material, and that's pretty cool. Like, right now, we, we were able to play through 14 songs with music, no vocals yet. Um, and, you know, we still have another couple weeks of writing, and there's a lot of ideas we haven't even touched base on. So it's like, um, this is probably the most material I've ever gone into, like, a recording session with. So you I sent think. me 18 demos uh, <laughs> last month, I think. And I, I didn't record any of my demos. I just relied on my brain to hopefully show, show up and be like, hey, Lauren, can you like, play drums to this and see if it works? Which but, it has. It's been good. And, it, and it's been good. So, like, we, uh, I mean, this is kind of a new thing for Comeback Kid. Everyone, like, the whole band's writing, like, kind of like, because we've had a lot of member changes, so me and Jeremy and our old drummer Kyle would kind of write before but like now Kyle's not in the band we're kind of like Lauren's in the just everyone's in the fold and everyone's here and it's just when you have five really cool musicians in a room I think like I like I love playing with these guys I love all their other bands you know like just a lot of ideas and if you bring an idea and you're like oh I think this is like all right what do you think then they've they'll be like yeah that sucks or yeah that's cool and, and that's that then we're not like precious about it you know what i mean sounds again like it's gonna be another different comeback hit album it's gonna be very different Good. and i think every, my my whole thing now is just like guys we have this many like of like fast songs for example uh-huh. we gotta write a few more like different tempos like i always just i want to have like if there's you know 10 songs on a record i want different vibes for every song hopefully you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly yeah but you know that's right. that's what we try to do yeah try and have some dynamic you know 
Stu, you told me about the South American shows, and I obviously seen the pictures. Uh, you play in front of massive crowds. You play festivals. How often do you get a chance to play such an intimate, small venue as uh, you're going to be playing tonight? This is like one of those situations where it's cool because it is a, it's a it's a tighter venue, but it, you know there's a good amount of advanced sale tickets, and I think like I think the show will be packed and it'll be a good vibe. It'll be a lot of fun. Comeback Kid's strange because yeah, we do play a lot of like big festivals and a lot of our Europe shows are really good and Canadian shows are really good. Some US shows are really good, but sometimes we play pretty intimate venues with not that many people there too. So <laughs> it's 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 just like a roll of the dice. So this is cool. Like tonight, it's good to like look forward to a show and know it's going to be a good show. Exactly. A lot of friends are here, you know, like just like you know, there's probably we know everybody in the room, you know. So it's just yeah, it's, it's a cool time. Good, good. The beauty of the whole thing, if you're doing something for so long, is variety, right? Like, get to play. Like, you don't want to be playing the same kind of thing every day. It's, like, cool to, like, switch it up and, like, you know, play some weird pop festival or something exactly. like that with weird bands that we would never, ever, like, kind of relate with in any, like, other situation. You know what I mean? Snoop Dogg, did he make it? He didn't make it in Norway because he got caught at the border or something. Yeah. With, <laughs> with, so with, 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 he showed up.
Hello, 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 you listen to the radio station CITR and this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia and today on the show I am playing you my interview with Andrew and Stu of a band from Winnipeg called Comeback Kid. We just heard their song called Should Know Better. That was a song from their previous album which was called Die Known, came out a couple of years ago in 2014 and now, like we discussed in the first part of the interview with the Comeback Kid, uh, they're working on the follow-up to this record on a brand new studio album. Uh, let's hear the second part of my conversation with Stu and Andrew. And Andrew, who is a singer of Comeback Kid, he's uh, he's done. Uh, usually, usually likes to. Uh, oh, he has been offered to do a guest vocals on different songs. And in the second part of the interview, we talked about that. Well, we started talking about that, and then the conversation went completely in the opposite direction, which was very very fun. Let's do that. This is the second part of my conversation with Andrew and Stu of. Uh, Winnipeg hardcore band called Comeback Kid. You listen to Rocket from Russia. Andrew, you recorded guest vocals on a couple of other bands' uh, songs. <laughs> I did a little bit of research and I found that you sang vocals on songs by bands. A Loss of Words, Alhambra, All for Nothing, Antagonist ID, Architects, All for Those Friends, The Blackout Argument, Bullet Treatment, Carry Me Home, Chasing Ghost, Constance, Diz Nuts, Devil and Me, Disillusioned, Dodging Bullets, Earth, Earth Color, Gravemaker, Whole Ground, Jealous God, King Lichy, Opposite of One, Point of Recognition, Polar, City Gold, Shai Hulud, Six City, Strain from the Path, Today Forever, and last but not least, Youth Decay. How did you find that comprehensive list? <laughs> did they cover majority of songs you played on i don't Sang i on. rarely say no i rarely say no <laughs> was these nuts in there because you were on these the first ep too yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, these. <laughs> these uh, how did you find that list well it took me probably a couple hours today to do that wow that's really fucking cool um i have a hard time saying no and all those bands that you said like i've probably like hang- had a hangout with or um, a conver- like you know, a cool conversation, or they supported our band, or whatever. And like, I wouldn't say that every band that I've ever recorded vocals with is uh, my favorite band, but I always, I don't know, I just like, I like fucking, I like playing mu- music with friends and collaborating with people, and it's just fun if they, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, when you like, when you ask to do this, how do you think? How do you? How does usually happen? Like, do they send you a piece of music that you need to sing off? Do they show you an example? Because I know, for example, yeah, you they show me an example, or sometimes they ask me to write my own lyrics. Uh-huh. Yeah. How can you write lyrics if you like song King Lu Chi? King Lai Chi. It's from 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 uh, Hong Kong. How can you write? They gave me the lyrics. Okay, good. Can I interrupt for yeah, a second absolutely. about that? <laughs> King Lai Chi is. Uh, our friend Riz, as a NoFX fan, uh-huh. backstage passport. Uh-huh. When they go to like uh, China, oh, yeah. King Lai Chi is with them, and Riz is the guy in the airport who like calls the guy and he's like, "We gotta sort this out. We gotta sort this out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy so that's shit. yeah, it's a small weird little connection there. Because yeah. NoFX is Tim's all-time favorite cool. band of all time. So that's right. there's a little. And last time we were in South America, just to go off topic again. Absolutely, uh, please do. Last time we were in South America, like Stu had the backstage passport too on his computer. I'm like, hey man, gonna borrow it or whatever. So I get it. And then like literally all the promoters that we had just had from like the week before oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. are all in the, the <laughs> <Yeah>. document. <laughs> 
And then I actually like I, like a week after that I go uh, we were at Rockfest in in Quebec or whatever, and I saw um, a Hefe. Hey man, you know just had a just like had a same a lot of the same promoters. It was funny. I just told him the story. I told yeah. you. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one time when we were playing in Japan, I did the same thing to, to Hefe, and I'm a Punisher. I'm terrible. I have, I have no self control. Stu, when, when he's a fan, he will talk to the his idol. Yeah, I don't mind. So I was like taking a piss at it, it was some festival in Japan. <laughs> you were taking a piss talking to me in the toilet. And and Hefe is like <laughs> taking a piss beside me. I was like, hey man, like I watch that thing. It's fucking cool or whatever. And he was just like, oh no, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't like, talk to me. In this fuck bathroom. off. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go too far off the rails here, but like this past summer we did a couple festivals with no effects, and like a few guys in the band, myself and Lauren, and and I, I think everybody likes no effects, but Lauren and I like. Really, really like, like no effects. <laughs> so we get to the first festival that we played with them, and our, our dressing rooms are right neck and neck, right beside each other. And we're like, "Oh fuck, okay, well, like we gotta try to hang with them, yeah. you know? We gotta, <laughs> we gotta try." So the night goes on, and like we're like kind of sitting in the common area in front, and like there's like some like like pleasantries, and like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" Blah blah. And then at the end of the night, the whole thing's kind of winding down, and we're kind of drinking, hanging around. And we start talking to Melvin about hockey. And then he's like, oh, you guys want some Patron or whatever? So we have some, like, drinks with them. He's like, come on in the room. So we, like, go in their dressing room. We're, like, hanging out with them. And then Lauren and I were just like, okay, we should go now before we do anything. Fuck, <laughs> like, this is cool. We can leave this on a good note. So then we just kind of, like, slinked out. And a couple days later, we play a festival with them again. And, uh, again, end of the night. We're just hanging with their crew, talking to them, you know, about all the old shit. Yeah. Like, one of their crew guys his brother is Scott from 10 foot pole, like the old singer. And I was like geeking out about that. And then this and that, but end of the night again, Melvin's there hanging around. Lauren and I are drunk as fuck, like total dummies. And Melvin is just starting to drink from what I can gather. And so he puts down this bottle of vodka. We have some of that. Then he has this tequila he'd like to drink and we're doing all this. We're already so drunk. So then he's like te teaching us about the accordion, all this stuff. And then end of the night, he's like, okay, guys, great chat. You know, I'm going to leave. And then we're like, no, Melvin, dude. And then we basically just followed him out of the festival, like, to his bus, like, man, you're so cool. It was, like, it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. We've had a lot of, like, check checklists off our, like, bands we want to tour with Mark. But, uh... I, one of my favorite things is just to see Stu punish band members that he looks up to. <laughs> Propaganda. We got pretty pretty weird on those dudes a couple times. Uh, now whenever I see them, like run into them in Winnipeg or whatever, it's always just like, hey guys, cool. Like I'm just trying to be really reserved because they've seen me at my most unwound. <laughs> Man, what'd you do on that second song there on that like, fucking record there? You know, like, Chris, what's up with the time signature at this point? Like, what's going on? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I don't want to talk about this. No one wants to talk about that. It's I don't so think the listeners want to hear about this anymore. Anyway, this is good. This is good. Dude, sometimes I'll just be listening to something and I'm like, Oh, that's Andrew. Like, it was just out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, no idea. It was like, yeah, it was like, I think the last Shy Lude record or something. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you, you never I haven't mentioned even, it. I actually haven't even heard it. I don't think. <laughs> there was many time signature changes yeah. on that. <laughs> there was an awesome point where when he did the Youth Decay vocals, yeah, yeah, he did the guest spot on the Youth Decay record. We sent him the track, and he recorded it to a different sample rate. So then he sent it back, and it was too slow. And I Not think I sent it, and I was like, this is the best, best vo guest vocals I've ever done. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so pumped on him. And then I, like, 
somehow like when we like transferred it, I put it at like the wrong like rate, so it was like a millisecond slower than the song. So I had to do it all over again. <laughs> so <Still> cool. <laughs> I think the first time was better. So it always is. It still sounds cool. Hello, hello, you're listening to CITR, this is Rocket from Russia, and today on the program I'm playing you my interview with Combat Kid, and uh, we just heard a second part of the conversation, which was supposed to be uh, about uh, Andrew uh, doing lots of guest vocals uh, on other band songs, but then it ended up being about no effects, which is even better. Uh, so we heard the song, uh, which was called uh, uh, Pot vs. Kettle. This is a song by UFDK, where Stu, who plays in guitar and Combat Kid, he also plays in UFDK. And um, Andrew provided guest vocals for this song called Pot and Kettle, and you can hear his signature vocals. All right, and let's uh, listen to the part three, the final part of this uh, interview, where, uh, as always, I uh, ask them a whole bunch of uh, absolutely unrelated, um, some of them ridiculous questions, uh, and got some pretty good answers from the guys. This is the final part of my conversation with Stu and Andrew of Comeback Kid. Andrew, when you were in school in late 90s, you had three years of music production class. Uh, that's that's very, very good. What do you think you learned back then in late 90s what do you still use in terms of uh, writing, producing records and, and uh, singing on uh, songs? Um, I uh, They had a program called Cakewalk, which was like a pretty like preliminal, like midi, like kind of stuff. And like they, I remember they were like, hey, everyone, like it's like one project would be like, just like write a song, like that's out of your realm. Uh-huh. So I wrote like a, like, a, you know, the electronic song, you know, with a boom, boom, you know, be whatever. And uh, just kind of learning how to use MIDI. I'm still like not very fast with it. I just, 
I get a little bored sitting in front of a computer and like entering it, it in manually. Um, but uh, no, yeah, that that was that would be a kind of thing that like they would do. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know how I got. I got a lot of weird music credits at the school I went to that like really really helped me. That uh, but it was a, it's a really cool program they had. I don't know. They just like you could just pretty much like write tunes and like for someone like me like it was just like a way to like kind of I guess learn how to do that and uh, you know so get 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 the understanding how the old I mean works. learn how to write songs as a class that's incredible. You don't see that in many schools, do Absolutely. you? And also when you were growing up You had to drive sometimes to Minneapolis uh, to see a show because not that many bands were coming through Winnipeg. Could you please share a story, something that sticks out, something that you remember? Maybe it was a great show or maybe something crazy happened on the way there or something that you just remember for the rest of your life going to Minneapolis seeing shows. Uh, yeah, I used to go to Minneapolis just because like, bands wouldn't come to Winnipeg really because it's in the fucking middle of nowhere. So we drive like eight hours down to Minneapolis, and the one story that I'm thinking of immediately is I was with Metal Mel, who's the guitar player figure for like this like little like Chinese girl. She was dating our friend Graham at the time. She wasn't with Figure Four yet then, yeah. and I just remember them like my friend driving and them getting a big fight. There was like snow outside, and she's like, ah! and then. She like just opened up the door and like did a flip out the door <laughs> while the van was driving, and then he all, he like chased her or something like that, and that's the story that I have. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know, man. Like we we used to go there. It was so cool for us. Like we we're Canadian kids. Like yeah, I remember seeing there was a band called Harvest, and. Um, Uh, we'd go down there and like it was for Harvest last show and Bane was like a brand new band kind of just getting some hype there and like seeing them for the first time I remember like seeing guys from Chicago like guys from Chicago this guy Pete Wentz who <laughs> later on went on to be like into Fall Out Boy but like just they being like a like, teenager be like whoa that guy is like really like cool, cool hard yeah. you know like yeah. cool like scene guy you know? yeah. <laughs> like I don't know just like this, it was just really cool being back there and like I think with hardcore, like, you grow up and, like, everyone's just kind of, like, doing their thing or whatever, but, like, and then, like, when you see, like, people out of the scene, like, really, like, grow into something super crazy, like, for example, like, like that kind of thing, you know, like, it's very interesting and weird to see. <laughs> <laughs> Your band Sighted Sounds released a new single, Within My Reach, uh, on September 30th. I assume there's a new release in the making. Could we still a little bit plans with uh, Sighted Sounds? Yeah, we're just, uh kind of on the back burner till comeback it finishes this record and then we're gonna try to record sometime spring summer for new sight and sounds and now that you know comeback kid we don't tour as much as before like we try to tour often but just shorter periods um so hopefully yeah hopefully i'll have time for it i also know that there is was an interesting story about the turn it around vinyl release when it came out you had like 15 or 17 different versions mm -hmm. with different covers could you please tell uh about that the record wasn't out in time i think for hellfest at the time and there was a that festival hellfest in jersey and what happened was they put out like a like a makeshift version like just like kind of like a you know with like a photocopied or some sort of and you know hand numbered that and then I don't know the guy who put it out he just he was a he was a young kid and he just had just kept on doing different limited runs and I mean I don't have 15 versions of it but like I, I don't know I've seen the photos where like there's like some, <laughs> like there's some, some yeah. European guys and stuff that have like, there's some guy, there, yeah, there's yeah. some guy in Denmark that's like a ultra collector that like has like 
the most insane comeback kid collection that could like fill up like you know a whole wall like is wild could you please tell the story about playing Israel when the show would get canceled and you had to play in, in a small club for 200 people first of all like getting a show in Israel was kind of like a strange thing for us like it was a cool thing comeback kids a cool uh, like is cool about trying to play everywhere they possibly can um, and we had an opportunity to play this festival in Tel Aviv uh, so we're like yeah shit let's do it so we went out there and it was kind of a strange billing for us as it was it was with like a lot of like sort of like metalcore and deathcore bands like Carnifex and uh, Amir and bands like that so we we flew out we got there and uh, Everything's cool. We get checked in. They're like, hey, yeah, we want to take your photo, like show the kids you're here. We're like, cool, yeah, sick. They take us to this really nice hotel. It's like on the beach. We're there for like two days before or something. So we had a great time. We like went, went to a bunch of bars. We went to the beaches. We hung out. And Tel Aviv's just like, for, it's basically like Florida as far as I'm concerned. It's just this like really kind of like beachy, nice place. Uh, we had like a rooftop patio with a pool. Like it was sick. It was really great. So these guys took really good care of us. And then so day of the show, uh, our tour manager at the time, Tanner, she goes, checks in at the venue. And then she says, okay guys, problem. There's no permits or whatever for the show. The sound hasn't been paid for, this and that. So luckily, Comeback Kid, we had our uh, exit flights booked. We had our flights leaving Tel Aviv booked already. A lot of these bands didn't have the tickets booked because they were relying on the promoter who was probably going to pay for these flights once the event had happened, you know? So anyway, there's, there's you know, 40 dudes in this hotel lobby just kind of pacing and getting angrier and angrier and angrier as the day goes on because this is not happening. This thing is not going to happen. And we're just kind of like laughing it off, being like, well, at least we have our flights. At least we have our flights, you know, it could be worse. Um, and then out of nowhere, this kid, uh, I don't know the guy's name, but there's a band from Tel Aviv called Kids Insane. We're like an awesome punk Corey. hardcore band. Corey? Yeah. She now plays with, uh, fuck, what is this band? It was Useless ID that was just on tour. Oh, okay. no, back to No Effects. <laughs> it was just on the No Effects tour. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, so they approached us and just said, hey, look, there's a like a, a DIY venue you guys can come and play. We know like you're capable of doing it because you're a cool band. So come play this venue. And we were like, okay. So on like an hour's notice, we went over in there and played. And we got there and it was just packed. Like, I mean, the room was very small and they had maybe 200 people crammed into it and there was people like in the door frames like sideways Washing like you know it. trying to see the show um they gave us a couple bottles of beer we played and it was awesome that must be yeah. great experience yeah. and like, then you know, playing diy venue in israel yeah That's right it's sick it was really really cool and then you go there and you realize it's not as crazy as you think i mean you hear like oh israel i mean it is crazy there's crazy shit going on but like another cool city and there's a parkour scene and there's just normal people, people like yeah. hanging out you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to think you know like 80 miles or whatever sorry I'm probably an in inaccurate estimation but you know 80 miles from where we were there's bombs being dropped you know exactly. and like and people seem relatively unfazed by it it's just the w I don't want to make assumptions but it seems like that's maybe the way it is there and people just they, just live the they get on man they live on yeah exactly Hell yeah. But it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. It's a beautiful city, actually. And the last question. Could you please tell the story of uh, Slurpee Girl? A Slurpee Girl? Yeah, yeah, really. I don't even know what this <laughs> You're is. taking deep. Um, my uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, Bonnie, oh. she uh, lives in Australia, and she did like a photo shoot and like she's like on pretty much every 7-Eleven for the last now, I guess, like almost 10 years of... Uh, She's like just 
on the, all the Slurpee cups and the whole yeah, like ad the campaign. Yeah, have around like the Slurpee machines and stuff. It's, yeah, like it's just like a cartoon kind of version of her and like, yeah, I don't know. Like, cause I had posted that like seven years ago or eight years ago probably. Were you on Facebook all afternoon just <laughs> digging deep or what? <laughs> so, so hopefully my new, my, my girlfriend now doesn't listen to this. And <laughs> be like, oh, why is he talking about his ex girl? <laughs> Sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for talking to me. Good luck with recording uh, the album, and I'm very excited to see you tonight. Hell yeah, baby. Thanks, Chip. You listen to the radio station CITR. This is Rocket from Russia, and that was my interview with the band called Comeback Kid. And we heard their song called Talk is Cheap from the album called Wake the Dead. So, yeah, that was my conversation. Uh, thank you so much for your nice feedback. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your messages, and I'm glad that you enjoyed the interview and as much as I did talking to Andrew and Stu. All right, uh, let's do, let me play you some music. And uh, the reason I will play you some music because uh, this is, uh, I'll play you some bands uh, which uh, will be playing a new Rocket from Russia show, which I'm very, very excited. On March 17th at the Astoria, I am organizing a show with four killer bands, and it's gonna be great. Uh, we will have Needles and Pins playing. They're in process of recording their brand new album. Uh, it's gonna be out soon uh, this year, and um, they will play some new songs and obviously some hits. Uh, I'm bringing a band called Dead Bars uh, from Seattle. Uh, they are a No Idea Records band, and uh, they have, haven't played in Vancouver before. I've been trying. This is my third attempt to bring them over to play a show, and finally, it looks like it's succeeding. Uh, then Jesse Leborde, who is also in process of recording his uh, new album he will be playing and um, the show as well so his uh, album will be out as well sometime 
uh, this year, but he is trying to release a first single uh, specifically for that show on March 17th. And also the, the, the fourth band of the show, they're called Ramona. They are also from Seattle. They are coming along with that bars. And um, they, again, this is also their first appearance in Vancouver. So Needles and Pins, Dead Bars, Jesse Liborda and Ramona will be playing at uh, Astoria on March 17th. I'm very, very excited to organize the show for great bands and I hope uh, some of you will sh- will, co- will attend this event. Uh, if you haven't heard some of those bands, how about we get a little bit of introduction to those bands and we will start the band from Seattle that called Dead Bars. Like I said, they are on No Idea Records and this song is just great. It's called Just Fine. They're called Dead Bars. It's like a murderesque uh, clubs <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to say it because I always pronounce those bands on air and then people uh, ask me how it actually it's supposed to be pronounced or spelled because I don't have very good pronunciation but it's fair enough Dead Bars just fine uh, Dead Bars playing in Vancouver on March 17th at the Astoria are you listening to Rocket from Russia this is Dead Bars I got a
Hello, hello, hello. That was weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Thank you so much for uh, listening and uh, listening to this program. This is crack. I played you four songs by four, four, great, four great bands which will be playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on March 17th. That's Friday at the Astoria. Uh, Rocket from Russia presents this show. And I'm very, very excited because this is four great bands. And I'm pretty confident in the success of this uh, wonderful event. Uh, the opening track was by Dead Bars from Seattle. That was a song called Just Fine, my favorite song by this band. And that was a song from their split at uh, the Sunshine State. Uh, then we heard a band called Needles and Pins, local superheroes. Uh, that was a song from their debut album 1234. And that was an opening track called I Don't Mind. Then Jesse Laborde, uh, that was a song uh, called Burnt Out Frame from his latest studio album called Long Winter. And the final track was by Ramona from Seattle, uh, which they're coming along with Dead Bars from Seattle. That was a track from their uh, debut EP called Sad Brunch. And the song has a great title. It, it is called Creep by Radiohead. I love this. This is a great song title. All right, this is it. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, particular uh, radio program and to this great radio station, which is entitled CITR 101.9 FM, CITR.ca, if you prefer the digital internet. Uh, that's available as well. Uh, if you like uh, to listen to other interviews, which I've done in the past, you can listen to the uh, Rocket from Russia on CITR.ca in the podcast section. Uh, you can find the Rocket from Russia on a see on uh, the uh, on the dating website called facebook.com I have a special page there and you can find all the previous episodes of this program I also have a great blog called rocketfromrussia.tumblr.com and um, uh, there's a updated list of upcoming shows in Vancouver British Columbia Canada and it goes up to August uh, when the descendants are playing in Vancouver this is it thank you so much for listening uh, to, um, uh, today on the show I played my interview with Comeback Kid and um, uh, to wrap up things I would I would like to finish uh, the show with another song I have I uh, l- last weekend I've done an interview with Brandon Kelly of uh, Lawrence Arms and the Falcon so maybe I'll play it next week maybe I'll play it the week after who knows how their life uh, develops but uh, this is an interview which I will play you sometime in the future on this radio program and to wrap up things I would like to play you my favorite song by Comeback Kid it is an amazing song it's called Wake the Dead one of their biggest hits and definitely uh, probably, most likely, could be my favorite song, one of my favorite songs in the history of music. Come back, kid. Wake the dead. Uh, Duncan Donalds of Upnet. That was Rocket from Russia. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.